Hello and welcome to the Healing Challenge 2022 podcast. I am Dr. Rosina Bakari, your favorite empowerment expert. And I am here with my co-host, Dr. Stephanie Singleton. We're here monthly to discuss the healing journey on the Healing Challenge. So thanks for joining us. Stephanie, say hello to the people. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're just going to jump right in. The Healing Challenge is on. This is our first month. Go to www.healingchallenge2022 and please sign up and join us for the Healing Challenge. So for January, we are dealing with that chapter and that the whole chapter for January is on self-care. Okay, so Dr. Bakari, do you want to just read an excerpt from that chapter? Yes, thank you. Let's get a teaser out. So the way that the book is uh, laid out, there are daily gems in addition to um, articles and activities for the month. So I'm going to just read January 16th. It says, every ending is a new beginning. So do not allow fear of losing something to keep you holding on to dysfunction. Look for new birth, new opportunities to grow and develop. You have to take new paths to get to new places in your life. You determine the course, the pace, and the mode of transportation, but you must move. You must leave something behind, let some things go, and change. Sometimes the willingness to embrace change is the biggest difference we can make. That's January 16th, page 12 of The Healing Journey, Relationships and Wellness Guide. Oh, wow. That was, that was so powerful, as, as you always are, always just give us such powerful nuggets. Um, you talk about letting go a lot in that excerpt. And so I want to know how, what, because this month is supposed to be self-care and you're talking about letting go. So what is, uh, when we talk about self-care, what are we talking about and how is that related to letting go? So letting go is really about leaping into the possibility that something other than a reality that you so desire can be better. So when we're holding on to stuff, it's like we're walking around, we think about it all the time. We just can't imagine ourselves to think of something different. Something different should have happened in the past or something different or, or this particular thing must happen in the future. So when we say we're, we're not letting go, so to speak, it's like we're holding on to one specific reality that we want to make happen that didn't happen or won't happen. So we won't let ourselves imagine anything different. So when we say let go, what we're really saying is open your heart, open your mind to the reality that something better can happen. Despite what did not go your way before, there is a path to greatness and inner peace if we allow ourselves to be open to it. There are, no matter what the situation is, there are a hundred outcomes, but we can get stuck only believing 
that one should take place or if that one thing doesn't happen, somehow we're going to be miserable for the rest of our lives. And that quite frankly, frankly, just is not the case. We have to take a leap. There's a leap we have to take about what the outcome can be. Mm. I think, you know, you really, what stuck out for me was saying stuck. This is what keeps us stuck, saying this should have happened this way. And it didn't. And in the future, this should happen. Um, So I, you know, I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. The other thing I want to just mention here is that when we hear about self-care, we don't, we don't see, hear it framed in the way you just did it, you know, about, you know, letting go. I mean, this is just one excerpt from January. So there's some other uh, things in there um, to help people on that, get people started on a journey. But we don't hear, we hear, um, we hear, you know, maybe getting your nails done, getting a foot massage. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We, we hear that. So, um, do you want to give us a, a broader definition of how you are defining self-care without the commodification? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Self-care is about how you live your life. It's about who you are. All the things that we do when we say, I'm doing a little self-care, I'm getting a petty, getting a mani, I'm taking a trip. Those are a task. They're temporary tasks. Self-care should be long-term. It should be the pursuit of inner peace, not a a moment of self-soothing, right? Those are the things that you describe. Those are self-soothing tasks. Self-care should happen when you feel good, when you've had a rough day, when you've had a loss. That self-care, if we live a life of self-care, of self-preservation, then we're not constantly going and so easily moved by the waves, triggered by every little thing that ruffle our feathers because we live a life of self-care. We live a life of self-appreciation. We know how to be, we know how to use our mental flexibility to keep us in a relatively state, relative good state of homostasis. So that's about our lifestyle so that we're not running out and spending money every time we have a bad day. We can only get but so many manis and petties. We're not running out to the club or drinking every time we get upset about something. When we live a life of self-care, we have space for things to not always go our way. So that's how we get comfortable letting go. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know that does make sense. And I really appreciate the distinction between self-soothing and self-care. Self-soothing can be a part of self-care, but self-care is a much more uh, from how what I'm getting from you is that self-care is more of an internal uh, process and not so much external, uh, just getting this or getting that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting there. So thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. The other question that I really have is that when we talk about letting go, a lot of times (laughs) some of the 
things and people we may have to let go in order to be healthier or people who we love, people who we've always known. Um, and that's, that's difficult. That's kind of scary for a lot of people. Um, what can, say if you had to pick one thing that people could do to start that process of letting go, what would that be? So, right. Letting go, as we say, is a challenge. Like, that's why we say it, because it's like, it's hard to do, right? It almost becomes just a cliche. But when we talk about letting go, again, we're talking about taking a leap of faith that's, that what is to come is going to be a healing moment for us. It's going to be a, a, a welcoming moment for us is that leap of faith. I say leap because I want an action word there. So letting go requires action. It, re it requires a leap. We, I hear people all the time, I just let that go. But then everything in their lives say, mm, then why are you still checking your phone every 10 minutes if you let it go? I just let that go. Then why are you still talking about it every five minutes to anybody who will listen? So we say we let it go as if we, if we say it, it makes it true. Remember, when we talk about letting go, we're leaping into the faith of possibility that what we have in store, we, we open our hearts to the possibility that what is in store for us is going to be better, it's going to be sufficient, it's going to be better, it's going to soothe us in the way that what we currently have or keep desiring never could. So we open ourselves up with action. The universe will require proof, evidence from us. If you have let it go, then what is the action then that is your evidence? What is your evidence? The universe will require evidence from you if you have let it go. If you've let go the fact that you did not get that job, you're not getting that job, you have let go that you'll never get a promotion there, but I just let it go. What are you doing? What is your evidence? Do you need to go look for another job? Do you need to, if you are talking about family members, I just let it go. If you let it go, have you made plans to be somewhere else? and not go to the family reunion? What have you done? What is your evidence that you have let that go? And so that takes some soul searching a little bit. If I let this go, if I open my heart and mind up to a different possibility other than the one that I currently desire, what will be my next step? That's the question we can ask. Let's ask ourselves that question, then provide the universe with some evidence. Mm. I, you know, it, I, I really love this conversation. I think it's just so important because we do get evidence uh, a lot of times when we haven't let something go, even though we claim we let it go. And you just brought that out beautifully with how people, you know, some of us still ruminate over something that maybe happened 10, 15 years ago, or it could have happened, you know, last week, but it's still going. And, you know, we still um, are having all kinds of physical, you know, reactions to it, or maybe we're still, I don't know, going and drinking about it or still eating about it, you know, or still shopping about it to try to self-soothe. 
right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, whatever that is. And I just think that, I think that's a really important point there um, that you brought out. And also when you talked about families, um, how, for, cause this the thing I really wanna bring up about this is, okay, say someone does have to let go of their, somebody in their family or best, somebody that has been a best friend forever and ever. Um, that's uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, that's yes. uncomfortable. It's, 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 it's fear inducing, you know, and when we think of what we've been taught about healing or even self-soothing, right? It's supposed to feel good, right? We're supposed to feel good. It's, you know, when lollipops and, you know, cotton candy, whatever, but healing can be very uncomfortable. So can you, you want to talk to that? That's why this is called the healing challenge. <laughs> That's why we call it a challenge yeah. because we are daring people to change the focus of their beliefs, such as healing should make us feel better. Healing and self-care, it's a way of life. It's a commitment to live your best self with authenticity and transparency so that we are responding to life instead of reacting to it. So the only difference between how hard life has been for us and how hard healing is for us, the only difference is familiarity. We are used to adjusting our lives to the pains and dysfunction that we've been swimming in. We've adjusted our lives. Our brain tell us the lies we need to hear. We surround ourselves with people who support our dysfunction, right? Mm -hmm. We work mm -hmm. ourselves. We have the perfect job to help us deny it or avoid it. So we already have a lifestyle, more or less, that affirms the the, whatever the dysfunction is that we are carrying. So it's not, it's not that it's easier, it's only more familiar. Healing is, not, healing is not really harder than living with dysfunction. It's only less familiar. Not being in the family photo at the family reunion, ugh, that can just hurt when you see that posted on social media and they gonna post it for you, right? <laughs> yes. right and then so what gets triggered that sense of isolation that sense of not being enough but those are only feelings that you have to wrestle with that's unfamiliar because you've made a choice because you have taken that leap of faith for example that your future is going to be better than what your past has that's gonna hurt for a minute while you sort of get up and get it together again and keep practicing. It's like practicing, you know, a baby practicing because they're learning how to walk. But if you continue the dysfunctional behaviors and patterns of constantly going to around people who don't make you feel good and make you shrink, you will miss out on your most beautiful, authentic, authentic life and the gifts that you're meant to bring into this world. You can't bring those gifts because you're living in a small box of trying to fit in. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. 
Is it hard work? I like to say it's unfamiliar work. Man, that's powerful. It's unfamiliar. Yeah, it's unfamiliar work. I like that. I like that. That does bring a lot more true than, yeah, it's difficult. Um, I, really get, I get where you're coming from with that. Um, and I think, too, that's why a lot of us do stay stuck because what the minute it gets uncomfortable or we feel like a fish out of water, because like you just said, like so many of us, we just like conditioned to go to the things that are going to support our dysfunction. So they were, we're out of that. We feel so uncomfortable. And I think that that is just such a powerful point. And the minute a lot of us feel that, we're like, ooh, okay, oh, I had enough. I'm not going back there. And that's, that's another thing that keeps us stuck. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's a commitment to the unfamiliar. Part of the healing journey is our commitment to the unfamiliar, we start, which is why we have to live with intentionality. We live with intention. We no longer live reacting to everything. We make conscious decisions and choices that are in our best interests. We make conscious leaps into our future selves by understanding we're letting go. We can't get there with just a shift. We have to take a leap. So it's always about action. Always, always, always about action and measuring that action. Right. And, so, and let me say that sometimes action is being still. Sometimes action is not answering that phone. Sometimes action is not going. Sometimes action is not opening the door. Sometimes action is not turning on the news in the morning. So sometimes, so it's always about a conscious position, that conscientious position and intentionality may be about what you stop doing as much as it is about what you do. Hmm, oh, I, that, that just landed so good. It was just like, yeah, that, that's real good. It was just so many nuggets in this, Dr. Bakari, thank you so much. I'm hoping that people had their pens and paper out and really took copious notes. And I'm also hoping that so many of you will come and join us on the Healing Challenge 2022. Purchase your book, even if you don't um, join the challenge, at least please get the book and follow along with us. We will see you again in February with some other nuggets from our in resident expert, Dr. Rosina Bakari. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you.